0: Did you say that your students are overwhelmed? Research suggests that today's teens are more anxious, depressed, and lonely than ever before. In
1: this episode, we talk about how our student ministries can respond to these new generational changes and be advocates for teens today. I'm Jimmy.
0: And I'm Leaf, And this is the Youth Leader Podcast.
1: it's episode 2 you know coming off an incredible run with episode 1 leaf how you feeling
0: i'm feeling good i'm feeling good today you know i think we we started episode 1 talking about our surroundings and as i
1: yeah we're know. back here in leaf's office uh, making some new observations all the books are still here uh-huh. and i just want to say we have read Many of these books. <laughs> That's true. In
0: fact, today is all about two books that we've read. It
1: is, and are... we'll get there. But there's also a cotton candy maker, oh, yeah. a popcorn maker.
0: This is a youth pastor's office, Jimmy.
1: Yeah, and right behind me, oh, uh, you guys can't see this in the podcast because it's in audio oh, yeah. uh, recording. But there's a there's a leaf face uh, just staring at me. That's... One of
0: one of the three leaf faces that that we threw frisbees at at our high school ministry fall weekend.
1: We did. It was called Autumn Leaves, and the goal was to knock the leaf off off the tree. Who do you think think was responsible for that game? My bad. Uh, My (laughs) bad. But yeah, we're coming off fall weekend, so the office is still a little bit of a mess. Uh, But we had a great time. We had a great time at
0: fall weekend, just like we had a great time uh, with this podcast and and, uh, having people uh, join us over the last month. As I sit here now, I'm actually... I'm smelling uh, evergreen right now. What I, I just I just got back. I actually am late to the recording today because uh, my family was out at the Hands Tree Farm in Oregon, Wisconsin, Ooh. which I recommend. Anybody looking for a tree, still, um, we got a tree. My hands are full of sap and and christmas tree so
1: the uh, the barrow family will not be able to have a tree cuz we have a crazy 2 year old puppy oh, yes. who would destroy yes. it so we're yes, trying to get would. creative with you know christmas decorations mm. that aren't going to kill our dog <laughs> that's good yeah
0: you don't want to do that that would we, be
1: a Rough Christmas, huh? That's a pun. Rough. <laughs> okay. Irwin that, says rough uh, unintentional, sometimes. Unintentional. Anyway, uh, we uh we've gotten a ton of feedback from yeah. you guys on mostly the first positive. episode. Yeah, mostly, mostly positive. positive. Uh, like five stars. Eight of you five rated seven. it on iTunes. Oh man. five stars, nice. making it uh, probably tied with many podcasts for the best. The, I think that makes it, think it the best it on the iTunes. Best.
0: Yep. And we've got, I hear that we're already up to like eighty-four Instagram followers. 84
1: followers. Whew. We are incredibly that's, popular. That's a number. Yeah, that is certainly a number. <laughs> um, but uh getting you, close to the triple dig. Yeah. The right? trade the tra- <laughs> tradijos, as the kids these days are saying. <laughs> they don't say that. They they don't. No, no. Um <laughs> you know, I was I was talking to some students the other day at home group about what's uh what the cool lingo is, because I use the word noise. <laughs> You know, like nice with an O Is that in it, like noise.
0: Car- it reminds me of something Jim Carrey did back in one of the movies. Oh, it could
1: be, uh, back in the 90s. <laughs> I definitely
0: so, have texted noise many times.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's cool for us, not cool yeah. for C- high schoolers. C- right, yeah, they're Siri doesn't saying, even recognize it. Yeah, Siri's saying like,
0: noise, that's you know? not a word. You, are you trying to say nice? Yeah. Are you trying to say
1: noise? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, if Siri doesn't even recognize it, we're really out of the loop here. Yeah, right? I'm not. I'm not very cool, but nice. you guys think the podcast nice. is cool. Uh, the big MT underscore zero six, I believe that's Matt Tolly. Oh yeah, Matt uh, Tolly called us top notch and highly recommended. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta wonder
0: though. We gave him a shout out in episode one, and mm. I just, I just wonder how much is related to the shout out. You know?
1: So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we'll see what happens. with yeah. episode two yeah. here. Um, Ryan also left us a really good review saying, uh, Quote, really enjoyed listening and left feeling more knowledgeable about many things, including pumpkin spice trivia. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin spice trivia. That was fun. That was a riot. That was a hoot. Emily Bostrom coming in to help us out Mm -hmm. with that one. I think she she did a great job. She she did a great job. She crushed you,
0: Lee. Yeah. Yeah, she did. I listened to it a couple times and I, you know, I can see where. Things went wrong for me. I took a few chances, a few risks, there. Although yeah. I think you took a risk in your in one of the options on that game.
1: Yeah, you know, I did mention pumpkin spice
0: tampons. <laughs> oh, you
1: have to do it again. Um, <laughs> and for for many of you, uh, we heard that that may have crossed a line. <laughs> Right, yeah, and uh, we
0: and speaking of lines, you know, we we definitely don't want to be crossing the line. That's yeah, something we're committed to.
1: We've got a theory. We've got a theory, and yeah. it, it and it goes like: there's there's the line the out line. there. Yeah. We do not want to cross the line. No, nope, but there's yeah. there's lots of individual lines. Other lines. lines before, right? Before the line.
0: In fact, crossing a line sometimes is what gets you the best the best stuff. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. We try to live in the. Cross a line but not the line world, you know? Yep, yep. So, so this is youth ministry, really. You guys, Lives if- in that world. <laughs>
1: If if you're feeling like we're approaching or crossing the line, you got to let us know. Let us know. We'll we'll tone it down, but mm-hmm. um, and then we'll
0: mention that same thing on the next podcast. Yeah, apparently. maybe we
1: should create a segment where it's just apologies, <laughs> apologies for something. Apologies we Apologies and the corrections last for all the mistakes that we made in the previous episode. It sounds um, like marriage or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the daily uh, before we go to bed, we tell our wives what we're sorry for. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, we, we also collected some data uh, that our, our tech guy, Mark, helped mm. uh, uncover from the site that we're hosting our podcast on. And uh, Mark called this data quote, "I'm not sure how to interpret these, mm. but here it is. Yeah, so we're looking yeah. at a list of numbers, numbers. of subscribers and the Dits. reach, the item click throughs. that's got to be something. It's a lot of numbers here, Jimmy. Um, um, the highest one. Some of these numbers are bigger than what than single digit lots. I mean Yeah, the highest number is three hundred and forty seven, which is under hits. Oh. So Wow, I like that number. Yeah, I think that's more hits than the brewers had. Oh, what date was that? Um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sixteenth of November.
0: I listened to the podcast a few times. Yeah, day.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that is that the same day that you were uh, forcing, showing all my friends? You were forcing <laughs> Brendan to listen to it while he was sitting in the back seat with us in the car. <laughs> I
0: just wanted some instant feedback. That was
1: so awkward. He, said,
0: he, he said, was incredibly yeah, uncomfortable. He told me, yeah, he told me I was looking at him. For what his reaction was to each part, I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again.
1: Yeah, we uh, with
0: Brandon anyway.
1: Well, we're really (laughs) grateful for all the feedback uh, you guys have given us. Help us continue to make this uh, this podcast a better experience to help you feel more equipped, energized, and connected. If you have any ideas for topics or segments that we could do uh, that would be fun or ways for you to get involved. Uh, We'd love to hear uh, your feedback, whether it's positive or negative. We just want to make this the best resource possible for all of you. That's right. Um, And
0: speaking of good resources and things that we want you to be a part of, we got um, a big announcement here. Um, It's kind of a reminder, if nothing else, especially for our leaders here at Blackhawk, and that is... Um, that the Youth Leader Conference, this is the Youth Leader Podcast, yeah. the Youth Leader Conference is coming up January 20th. Everything is out there live on on the web. you got to go to blackhawkchurch.org slash YLC. You can see what's happening. It's happening January 20th, 9 o'clock a.m. to 4.30 p.m. It's our third annual uh, all-leader training for all of our middle school leaders, all of our high school leaders, and we're inviting – all anybody who's working with youth, um, yep. in churches any from churches, all
1: over the state, yeah, even uh, coming
0: from Indiana yeah. and Iowa and Minnesota. So, we have people coming, uh, to this. We got Marco Mark Ostriker coming in, we talked about him a little bit last time, um, joining us for that. So, we just want you to be registering for that as soon as you can. So, if you're listening to this today, maybe log into uh, blackhawkchurchorg slash YLC. And register uh, at the registration link there. We also sent you an email.
1: Yeah, Le- Blackhawk leaders, check your email. Uh, you've got all the instructions you need to sign up and pick your breakout sessions in that email. Mm-hmm. Speaking of breakouts,
0: I'm just gonna kind of run through uh, what breakouts we are offering. You know, in addition to Marco doing the keynote and the encouraging message in the morning, um, he's also leading a breakout that Jimmy and I have had uh, the opportunity to be a part of in the past, and we mm-hmm. saw so that this was really relevant for all of our leaders. Um, anyone really parents as well he's going to do a parent seminar the night before on this and that's understanding the teenage brain um so
1: dude when i learned about teenage brain development it was like one of the most paradigm shifting things for me in the way i related to students it was a game changer um highly recommend checking out that breakout yeah, Marco. We, ex-
0: we expect a lot of people doing that also our very own jimmy barrow is going to be leading not just, me yeah not just one breakout the 1.0 version of leading a small group which you may have may have been a part of one of the last couple years that he's done that yep um i think you've also done that for some some leader kickoffs and stuff too right so they yeah, may have some abbreviated of that
1: versions of that mm-hmm. um, with different ministries um, um But that really focuses on the philosophy of the way we do small groups.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Then you can do a 2.0 this year for the first time ever. Yeah.
1: So putting that together, 2.0 is going to focus on a lot of the practical um, ideas for things to do with your small group, from journals to these things called solarium cards uh, to many different creative worship experiential type activities that you can use to – foster better discussion in your small groups. That's
0: awesome, man. And then uh, also this year, we're doing a new one called Controlling the Chaos. We're having uh, one of our friends, Chris Handrick from Young Life, uh, if you're out there, Chris, how's it going, man? Uh, we're excited that uh, he's coming in to talk about what it looks like uh, to lead both, you know, lead groups. He's he's really been working a lot with middle school there in Verona. Um, but it's, I mean, we get who hasn't been with a group, guy or girl group, that you're like, how do we get this back on track?
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> Chaos is like a part of just working with teenagers. That's going to be an incredible breakout.
0: Yeah, totally. And then um, we also – this year you talked to uh, a friend of yours um – uh, over at uh, the Church at Christ Memorial.
1: Yeah, another uh, Fitchburg pastor. Mm-hmm. She uh, is going to be leading a breakout talking about the prevalence of abusive relationships among teenagers, and that will focus on equipping our students to recognize and respond to dating abuse. Awesome, wow. So wow. Her name's Elsa Gum. She's oh, going to do great. a great job. Yeah, uh, definitely. That. So
0: that, that could be something that if you already experienced, uh, students that are talking about that, or mm-hmm. even, to I think, especially to be able to prepare... Uh, and be ready for that, since that stuff that we're seeing is prevalent yeah. um, more and more uh, in teens today. Um, we're also uh, doing a new one on games. We have our very own Anthony Sui, who is a mid- longtime middle school volunteer, and um, this year came on staff with our 56th ministry, overseeing our 5th and 6th grade ministry on Sundays. Yep. Um, and he's doing it f- facil- facilitating games and activities. So,
1: Dude, we're always looking for new fun games to incorporate into our small groups, our large groups. Um, you know, Those nights are just like, those times of laughter when we play games are the best. And Anthony is one of the best, so yep. that's exciting. Um, we have our very
0: own uh, Sandra Malone here from our care team at Blackhawk, who's going to be leading a breakout under re- uh, about responding to students in crisis, what it means to be like, on the kind of the first response team to yeah. to students who are dealing with all kinds of of issues, whether that's depression um, or suicidal thoughts or yeah. uh, self harm. So there's, I mean, lots of different things that our students are going through at any given time. Another thing that'd be great to just have some training uh, leading into, uh, you know, being prepared to how to, how best to respond to that. And Sandra's going to do yep. a great job with that. Um, cu- last couple, we have a couple more. Um, we we are uh, bringing back. Our uh, worship experience, our worship and prayer experience. Oh, yeah. In uh, the third breakout slot again. So, been all, uh, if you've been taking in all this information for all day and you're ready for an opportunity to just sit and worship uh, and yep. also have an opportunity to pray and even some creative forms of prayer.
1: Yeah. Um, That'll give you ideas to take back to uh, your home groups, your student ministry, uh, ways to engage prayer creatively in an environment of, of worshipful music.
0: All right, great. And the last but not least, we have two panels um, this year. It's the first time we've done this in this kind of a setting. We're going to have a middle school student panel and a high school student panel. And it's so re- exciting. Yeah, I know. So we have students from our from our ministries uh, who are going to be there sharing. I mean, helping us, and today's podcast uh, content is actually really relevant to this, helping yeah. us understand today's what it means to be a middle school student or a high school student in, in the schools today. What do they experience? What pressures are they experiencing? What, you know, what is it like? What do they, what do they feel that's coming down from their parents, from adults around them, from their youth yeah. leaders, what expectations there are of just, they're just going to be sharing. And we're going to be able to ask questions back and forth from panel Q and a style. I'm really looking forward to, to those settings as well. Oh yeah. I, that's going to be super cool. I totally forgot about the breakout that I'm leading. Um, <laughs> and that is uh, recruiting oh, so and development. No, That was that wasn't uh, that was just forgetful Um, recruiting and developing uh, leaders Um, so definitely one of my passions um, and this goes for I think for anybody you know obviously sometimes people think that that's more a a staff role we definitely around here uh, love for all of our leaders to be involved in that world in terms of. you know, uh, certainly, especially after you've been here a couple of years in what it looks like to develop, come alongside young leaders, uh, training them up. Um, we need a team. We, we, we at Blackhawk, we're all about we got to do this as a team. It's not a one mm-hmm. man, one woman job. It is, it is. We do this as a team. God, God made us to, to, to do ministry um, in community. And so that's uh, what it's about. How do we, How do we set ourselves up for success in that
1: way? So awesome. And that's a lot of breakouts. So for those of you coming as a team, uh, divide and conquer. Uh, figure out which breakouts each person on the team can go to, uh, soak up as much content as possible, and then re uh, regroup and share what you've learned as a team, whether it's a home group team, an entire church team, um, whatever you need to do to get all that information together and figure out what's best for for your context
0: that's right so we want you guys to register for that as soon as you possibly can that's going to help us to know where uh where you're going to be in terms of breakouts and what rooms we're going to need and how to set up those rooms it's a little bit of a, a puzzle so the sooner you register for
1: us that that just helps so all right well this is going to be a training heavy episode we've got a ton of great content coming your way but first your stories in a little segment we like to call coffee break
2: Hey, my name is Matt Tolly, and I'm calling in about uh, to give a story from uh, MSNU Local United last night. We had a great turnout of guys and girls at um, Mount Horb Home Group, and just shout out to the awesome leaders there. Um, we had a great night, and we had an awesome um, thing that we called a dodgeball tournament between guys with guys and girls intermixed, and it was awesome to see the just the excitement about it obviously the guys are excited about dodge, dodgeball but the girls got right in they played they were just active and there was a lot of um interaction between the guys and girls throughout the night so it was it was just cool to see um them getting along so well and getting to know one another building community um we had a great night ice cream sundays to finish it off so it was awesome and yeah just wanted to share that story
3: Hi Jimmy and Leaf. Uh this is Tom from the Fitchburg High School Home Group and uh, it's November 8th just coming home from Home Group and a couple of things I just want to share. Uh, number one, I had one high school freshman say tonight, um, you know, this is my favorite night of the week. I love coming to Home Group. Just rewarding to hear that, uh, that it's something, it's a place that's special enough for him that he really likes to come there. The other one's a little bigger story, Um, I wasn't at home group a week ago uh, and we actually were pretty short on leaders and from a couple of leaders who were there, especially the male leaders, they said things got a little out of hand, the small groups were pretty wild. Um, We have a lot of freshmen in our home groups and uh, they do tend to be a little more wild and so we were a little concerned coming into this week how things would go. Um, As we were approaching our small group time, a couple of uh, freshmen said, hey, how about we combine? We don't seem to have that many guys here tonight. It turned out we had nine young men plus four male leaders. They said, what if we just have one large group? And we kind of looked at each other and then they kept pushing us a little bit. We said, okay, let's do it. Um, I think it turned out to be one of those God things. Uh, We spent the whole time just sharing. And it was a level of deep sharing that we rarely see. Uh, Everybody went very deep and was very vulnerable, uh, trusted the group, and it was just outstanding. And uh, we went over time, just in that part of it, never got to the curriculum. Uh, sorry about that, Emily, but um, it was an outstanding evening and just wanted to share how you never know from week to week, which weeks will be it, what format will work, etc. cetera. Um, just gotta be open and ready for the weeks that really do turn out well and give the, the students the space to and the opportunity to really uh share when there are things on their hearts so great night feels great to to be part of a an evening like that and just wanted to share that so thanks for your continued leadership you guys it's appreciated um take care bye
4: hey this is ryan from fitchburg and i just wanted to call and share a quick story uh, about home group tonight we uh combined men's group and uh instead of having two small groups we had one rather larger group um so at the beginning of the group we kind of decided hey let's do our highs and lows but the um, group kind of challenged each other to go a little bit deeper than the standard I have a lot of homework or my mom made chili tonight and the first student really set the tone and kind of got right into some deep and, and Heavy and meaningful things, um, and it was just a really ended up being a really cool night. We spent uh, the whole evening um, kind of going around, and all all the students were helping each other with um, the things that are heavy on their hearts currently. Um, a lot of students were struggling with getting into into trouble, and they were struggling with you know, do I lose this friendship or do I go with them um, down this path? And, It was just really cool to see the students lean on each other. So I just wanted to share that story. It was a meaningful experience for me. And I know the other leaders um, were right there with me. So hopefully uh, that can provide some enjoyment for somebody else. Thanks.
2: Hey, this is Ben from the middle school team. Last night I got to visit the uh, Middleton West high school home group It was a cool night we uh had some visitors uh joining us for the first time from zion city and uh and it's small group one of my favorite moments are just showing kind of this year after year impact of our two ministries together on students it was uh, a monkey that uh, a sophomore boy has that uh, it's a stuffed animal a monkey not a real live monkey that would have been fun no, stuff the animal monkey. Uh but the name of this monkey, first middle, last name, Sam Gregory Lattice, which is uh the first name, middle name, and last name drawn from three leaders that this student had in middle school ministries, in home groups and at Madison missions. So uh and this monkey. Uh, lives on so anyway if you're wondering if your work is having an impact long-term just think about a monkey named sam gregory lattice cool thanks
0: Thanks so much to all of you who shared stories on our storyline this month. We'd love for those of you who have stories uh, to call in to our storyline at 571-7314. That number again, 571-7314. Remember to keep your student names confidential and your stories short. We look forward to hearing your stories on next month's podcast. Next up, training.
1: Here we go with the training section of the podcast. Uh, we uh, we talked last episode about all the stuff that you wanted to cover, um, and one of the most resounding, uh, unanimous things was you guys wanted to talk about teenagers and understanding them better, uh, and we're really excited because we're diving right into that on this episode.
0: That's right. We actually have interacted with a couple books, uh, even just this month. Um, the first book, uh, Jimmy's going to be
1: talking about is I, Jen by Gene Twenge. And you want to talk about where you, yeah, yeah. So I heard about the book, uh, because pastor Chris chose it for his monthly book club. And so we read the book, got together a bunch of people, uh, around the table, elders, parents, uh, other people in the community who just wow. love reading books. That's awesome. Um, and you know, they sent a special invitation to the student ministry team to be there, uh, as a, that's representatives great. of this generation uh, who hang out with the iGen kids all the time so it was yeah, really awesome to be part great. of that conversation. It was
0: at 7am in the morning
1: right? It was very early I, I think they should have rescheduled just <laughs> <you> stay up?
0: <laughs> we finished watching Stranger Things? and
1: Yeah finished watching Stranger Things and went straight to the book club. I, I started talking about Demogorgons and people were looking at me like what?
0: So Jimmy's going to give a whole uh, summary of the, his learnings from iGen and then we're also going to be talking about the book um, by Brock Morgan that just came out a couple months ago called Youth Ministry Twenty. 27, which he calls a new vision for youth ministry in this present future. And I had an opportunity at a conference last month um, to interact with that book with a bunch of youth pastors from all over the U.S. and with Brock Morgan over Skype, and would love to uh, share. I, I got some recordings from them that we'd love to share um, about that book. We'd love for you guys to to interact with either of these books um, yourselves. So if you want to borrow a copy or they're available at the library or online, you yep. know we'd lo- we'd encourage you to check out both these books f- for further reading. We're certainly not going to do an exhaustive, uh, you know. Uh, review uh, all the application that you can get from that in the next 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, we're not going to be able to cover everything, but uh, we hope that you guys uh, find this useful and check out these resources for yourself. So here we go. I'm going to try to summarize the entire book, iGen by Gene Twenge. Here's the title iGen why today's super connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, less happy, and completely unprepared for adulthood, and what that means for the rest of us. Wow. That's like the longest title I've ever heard. (laughs) Uh, So, iGen is the term that author Gene Twenge uses for people born 1995 to 2012. And she studies generational sociology, and her research has found, like, a sudden change in data, leading her, along with many other sociologists, to attempt to define a new generation after millennials. And, you know, maybe it's about time that the media stops uh, making fun of us millennials. <laughs> That's
0: Any- right. It's time for a new generation. Yeah,
1: a new generation to make fun of. Actually, not really. Uh, she has a lot of great things to awesome. say about this this generation and some observations. So th- these uh, social scientists they disagree about the exact years about this generation, uh, but they agree that they're mostly defined by the fact that they've grown up completely saturated in the internet and in front of screens. Hence the I like the iPod or iPhone in Mm -hmm. iGeneration, iGen. So every student in our ministries right now in 2017 is right in the heart of this generation. So the question is like, what does Gene Twang's research reveal about them? And I'm going to give you my best summary, but you can check out the book for yourself. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes and on the website for uh, at www.blackhawkchurch.org/ylpodcast. Uh, we'll have some articles, some YouTube videos, uh, including some criticisms of Gene Twang's conclusions. Um, but here we go. She su- she summarizes the book with ten eyes. Like that's like pastor style. Oh you know? yeah. That preaches. Then, you, pastor
0: style. Let's hear it. So here's the 10 Except eyes. It's a ten, it's a 10 eye sermon right The here. 10
1: eyes of iGen. Number one. In no hurry. So they're not, they don't all start with like I something, but like they start with the letter I. So number one, in no hurry. Ijane kids are growing up slowly, which means they're choosing to wait before doing more adult things. So this is true in a lot of areas, but here's a few. IJane kids are waiting longer to get their driver's license. They're waiting longer to drink and have sex. They aren't going on as many dates or even going out with friends without their parents at all. Uh, iGen kids wait longer to get jobs, if they even get jobs in high school. So there's a lot here, but the data seems to suggest that iGen kids are delaying adult activities and responsibilities. I number two, internet. So this one is obvious. Our iGen kids are steeped in the internet, and that means exposure to the constant pressure to create an online image of themselves on social media that people like like literally like with the thumbs up. Uh, One of Twangy's points throughout the book is not to make moral judgments about the reality of iGen. And here's an example of what I mean. The internet has allowed kids an exposure to pornography at incredibly young ages and at alarming rates. The average age of exposure to porn is 11. Mm -hmm. But the internet has also created a space for community and support, LGBTQ teen suicides are decreasing, and that's in large part due to online communities where teens can get support and encouragement that they may not get from their families or even their churches. Mm -hmm. So is the internet good or bad? Uh, Turns out that that's not the right question to ask. I number three. In person, no more. I'll be quick because we got a lot to get through. iGen kids are still hanging out with each other, but they're doing it through their devices rather than in person, in virtual space rather than physical space. I number four, insecure. There's a new mental health crisis rooted in a deep sense of anxiety and pressure to perform. Our students are a generation of people that feel more insecure than any other generation. So I'm a millennial, and people like to make fun of us millennials for our narcissism and that we believe we can do anything, uh, and we're overconfident generation. Uh, iGen is insecure, feeling they can never measure up to the people around them. And honestly, uh, we're all probably becoming more like this thanks to social media and the constant comparison to online versions of all our friends. It's just more intense for iGen kids because that saturation in online comparison has been a consistency for them their entire lives. Number five, irreligious. While Gen Xers and Millennials have left the church in droves in favor of a postmodern, like, quote, my truth kind of spirituality, piecing together different religions, ideas uh, to create whatever kind of works for them, I Geners are leaving the church and spirituality. They are comfortable in their agnosticism and the trust that science can explain everything and that the power to change the world resides within humanity, not anything supernatural. So for the first time in history, the majority of the kids that we reach in our student ministries will grow up with almost no Christian background. Uh, Number six insulated but not intrinsic basically twangy is saying that i-genners are incredibly safe they grow up uh with heavy car seat regulation they wear helmets uh and like we said they don't smoke drink have sex or do risky behavior at the same rates as other generations they're very safe Uh, but this does not intrinsically lead to community these kids are less connected to community they're lonelier than other generations were at their age I, number seven, income insecurity. I'll make this one quick. Again, this generation is shaped by the Great Recession, and therefore income insecurity is hardwired into them, meaning that when they get jobs, they're actually more interested in earning money to save than to spend. Uh, number eight, indefinite. Uh, just like for many people, uh, marriage and kids are not an expectation for iGen, Um, But iGen has the least defined path forward into adulthood. Whether it was good or bad, past generations were explicitly or implicitly told that marriage and family were meant to be their future. Not so for many in iGen. Number nine, inclusive. Whether it has to do with race, gender, sexuality, or whatever else, iGen is the most inclusive generation. And number 10, independent. In terms of politics, iGen is least likely to affiliate with a political party. They are independently minded and they are spread across the political spectrum. So there's a quick summary of what Twang is arguing in the book. Her conclusion is multifaceted and involves taking all this data into account in the way we shape the classroom, the workplace, and many other spaces in society. And like I mentioned, we'll have some articles and YouTube videos about the book that you can read and watch for more info. Uh, But we want to turn our focus to what this means for the future of youth ministry and what we can do here in our student ministries to engage and love this new generation of students. Was me talking very fast? How are you feeling? Lee? You did a really nice job,
0: man. Um, I feel like I just read the book in in however many minutes that was.
1: Yeah, it did not. Uh, it took me. Let's just say it took me a little longer, longer to read the actual book. Yeah, no, and
0: it makes me want to <laughs> read there, the book. There's
1: a lot of pictures for those of you who look at the page count on Amazon or something. And you're like, oh, that's a lot of pages. You know. I'll say most of the pages have a nice big graph. Yeah, graphs are good.
0: So. It felt like the kind of book that would have graphs. And I think that's what I was thinking about. I mean, you were talking about like these huge um, kind of truths about a, a very large group of people that are so unique and different. And what I loved about what you were reading um, or what you were telling us about what you read is that is that I was thinking of, of – students that i know who yeah man. who actually have those traits you know one of those traits or all of those traits that you shared totally um, and
1: and like with with any sort of like large scale uh demographic research right like some of this stuff is true for some students and not true for others that we know um but like the purpose is to look for for trends um so right like we as you right. hear this like you're picturing students right in in your mind and then you're you're talking to some students who might have a very different experience than some of these statistics. So, I mean, these are generalities. They're not true about every student, but as a whole, this
0: generation is changing. Yeah, it's changing and it's different than ours. And I think that's the idea of those panels that we're doing at YLC. Yeah. And it's also the idea of why, why read these books because it's like learning a new culture. Totally. It's like learning a new people group, people who think and act differently yeah. than we do because of the way they were brought up. And it helps us understand why they think and do things that way they do in, in ways that are different than just this kind of, you know, I think for you as a millennial, I'm on the verge of millennial and generation yeah. X, you know, and we certainly have leaders who are baby boomers, you know, and yeah. I think we all kind of come into this and it's e- very easy for me anyway, to to look at the young Generation, the younger generations, and, and see immediately what's wrong with them.
1: You yeah, know? It's, it's the whole kids these days, yeah, yeah, type of attitude. Yeah. And every generation <laughs> right. throughout history right. I was... has
0: been saying, <laughs> "Kids these days." Right. That's funny. I was in a musical in seventh grade Bye Bye birdie, and they, we sang a song, "What's the matter with kids these days?" You know, <laughs> why, why can't I... they be like we were perfect in every way? I don't yeah. know. If that's I don't. The note, I don't know but... the
1: song. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say you nailed it. Um, yeah, yeah. But
0: th- no, that's it. I mean, but that's a. That's that's a musical from like the fifties or sixties or whatever, you know, or something no, like that. Every
1: generation has been complaining yeah. about the kids these days right. and like their and newfangled smart devices right. and their right. hoverboards and yeah. what was the thing? Rock and roll music, right? <laughs> what like was back the in thing? the day. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to rack, rack my rack my <laughs> brain for what previous generations complained about, uh, but like rock and roll or yeah. wearing. Yeah. Clothes that aren't right. three-piece suits. Yeah, yeah, you know, like every every generation's <laughs> got their thing. Right, um, and we we want to be a part of changing that narrative. Yeah, um, and that's what we want to talk about now.
0: Yeah, I think the the book um, that that we read um, with a group of youth pastors that gets together um, every year, uh, EFCA youth pastors from around the country. Um, was called Youth Ministry 2027 by Brock Morgan, and and really the the the, the main point of this book is is helping us understand. Um, it's it's not so much about what youth ministry can be like in 2027, um, it, it, no, ten years from now, but it's it's really helping us understand this generation that's going to be around the next decade. Yeah. And how can we how can we redeem um, our our role in their life as 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 not necessarily you know judges of this uh, up and Coming generation, but how can we be advocates uh, for this this group of students? How can we um, help help them uh, to have a voice and help help to come alongside them um, instead of judging them and telling them to do things a different way? But but come alongside them and really um, and really kind of help introduce them to the, to the culture today. You know, like. Uh, like, what? what is our role in that as youth workers?
1: Yeah, one of those other phrases, uh, the same as like, kids these days, is back in my day, like back yeah. in my day, we used to sit quietly yeah. and listen to <laughs> the leader as they yeah. talked about the Bible. And you know what? Like, that might have worked in the past, but even if it worked, I don't even think that's the best way to do it. Like, students aren't showing up to hear what we have to say. They're they're looking before anything else, they're looking for a place to belong. And when we embrace uh, students who walk into our groups um, right where they're at, just as they are, that communicates the heart of the gospel more than the way that we can explain the Trinity to them as their leader. Or, Or you just pick the topic. The idea of belonging to this community is the most central thing. And kids these students, that's what they're looking for more than, more than anything else because, they, like we said, they're anxious, they're depressed, they feel like they're not good enough. And if we can be a community that says, no, like you are good enough, we love you, welcome, uh, that's going to impact their lives in a substantial way.
0: Yeah, in his book, um, Brock Morgan says that today, and this just goes along with all your iGen research, that youth are identified as disengaged, hurting, addicted, self-obsessed, shallow. He says, I wonder how we as youth workers, this is a question that he asks, um, I wonder how you as youth, we as youth workers can flip the switch in these labels and provide a vision for a new and better way for our youth, and I think that's an awesome question for us to be asking as we as we confront this generation with all of the baggage they bring, with all of the hurt, with all of the stuff that we understand and the stuff that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. What's what's our role? And so, um, I got together with these youth workers um, from around the country, these youth pastors, and I asked them. What is one thing that you would want your leaders to know, as it relates to how to respond to this generation, this iGen generation, this upcoming uh, generation? Some of them are called Generation Z too. iGen and yeah, Generation think, Z uh, are kind millennials of millennials were
1: Generation Y, and right. then someone said millennials, and yeah, that stuck. It stuck. So, so. Generation Z, we'll see yeah. if iGen sticks. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, so here is what these youth workers, these youth pastors from around the country, had to say in response to that question.
5: Uh, my name is David Borma. I uh, help lead our EFCA's student ministries uh, missions organization called APEX. And uh, um, yeah, when I think about uh, students today, I mean, the stuff that they're facing is just so radically different and complex than anything that I even dealt with when I was in high school. And so uh, what I have found out in 20 years of ministry with students is that, um, man, if they're willing to go to take a risk and share something significant with you, um, you need to be ready to respond appropriately. And sometimes the things that they're telling us, it's just flat out shocking. Things that just are, um, uh, some of it's horrendous, some of it's just uh, heartbreaking, some of it um, is just like, where in the world did that come from? And so um, just be ready to respond in grace and love and without shock and awe on your face even. Body language is a big deal. The first words that come out of your mouth need to be of care and compassion and love um, and understanding um, because uh, they took the risk to share it with you, they trust you enough, and so prove that you're trustworthy just in the way that you respond right off the bat. Let them know how much you love and care and that what to them, what they're sharing with you is a huge deal, but it's not radically uh, crazy for for them. All their friends are dealing with that. It's crazy to us, and so help them just be uh, safe and and know that uh, you love them and trust and that you're trustworthy. Just in your response, because they um, they came to you, and that's what a great gift and a, the opportunity to speak in and be god's voice uh into their lives so be careful how you respond right off the bat make sure that it's love uh compassion care understanding and uh and don't condemn them in that Uh, just hear and listen and support
6: my name is dave segrest i am pastor of student ministry at liberty bible church in chesterton indiana one thing that I tell my leaders um, amidst this cultural shift and dealing with students is it's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to not have the answer, but one thing that we like to do is to be able to have um, the student have a dependence upon God and such to have a conversation and a clarity with um, the relationship with God and listening to the, to the spirit of knowing that um, we don't have the answer for them in that case. If we don't, that, that God does, and for them to be dependent on God for that. So that means that they say, I don't know, but can you give me some time? And then they come back, and they just lean into, lean into God's Word and, and listen to what the Spirit says. And, and the, the, the students catch that, and that's just super, um, super helpful, but also um, it's equipping as well.
7: Hi, I'm Nikki Dunham from Charlotte, North Carolina, and we are serving at Church at Charlotte. I think oftentimes when we think of youth ministry, we tend to think of the larger events and small groups as well. And I think what we're finding is that students are really thirsty for relationships outside of the church or home groups. They long to have older men and women in their lives that they can follow, but too often we get so focused on programming that we miss doing life with students. It's easy to think too that we don't have enough time in our schedules to meet with students outside of church, but what we don't realize is that we don't actually need to add more to our plate, we just need to invite them into what we're already doing. So inviting them over to your family for dinner or a game night, things that you're already doing with your family. They long to be a part of that. Or even if you have errands to run or um, anything like that, just asking them to join you in that and then just being intentional with the conversation as you go. And by inviting them into your day-to-day life, you're not just telling them how to live, you're actually demonstrating it. Learning to ask good, open-ended questions is also key. So don't try to steer the conversation with leading questions and fight the temptation to give answers or teach and correct and generally just try not to talk too much because really all of that can lead towards more awkwardness and cause any student to kind of close up but with the right questions you can get students to begin to open up and just allow them to speak kind of where their heart is at and allow the holy spirit to guide that conversation
8: all right my name is Seth Uh, Dunham and I am at Church at Charlotte. Two things come to mind the cultural shift and the trend towards busyness in the last even just 25 years that the youth group has gone from the thing to, to one of the things. Um, we can't miss the relationships um, in the midst of that business. We need to stop stop worrying about um, getting them to our thing and start being where they're at. I need to stop asking, hey, where have you been? And I need to just start going and being where they are. In regards to um, things that we don't understand, since we're kind of in a, in a culture and in, in era um, of both pioneer um, parenting as well as youth ministry that's pioneering because we're we're coming across a lot of things that we just don't understand that we that uh even though these are the same old issues they're being presented in different vehicles new ways um and so we don't know necessarily how to respond to some of these things like technology um uh gender um you know uh, fluidity um all all those different things sexual identities um so um as i as i think about those I think it's so important. This phrase—I'm stealing this from a book—but um, be interested uh, rather than interesting, um, which really just means instead of trying to be to, to portray yourself in a such a way or give students the opportunity to follow you, just allow yourself to go in and be interested in everything that they're doing. Now, you may not agree with it, you may not like it, you may not totally, you may not understand it, um, but but when but when we don't. Um, Come alongside of them and ask questions. Then what we end up doing is we, we subtly uh, and and really kind of unconsciously. Judge these kids for doing what they're doing when the reality is is that they know nothing different, and so we kind of place the blame on them, and that's just really poor mentoring um, because what we're basically doing is we're just dis- disapproving um, of really what they're doing. So as opposed to trying to convince them to follow you, just be interested in all that they're doing, and, uh, and just ask tons of questions, and just allow that to be your springboard into the into the bigger things, um, which is the way it should be, anyways. Um, but because of those, those generational gaps in terms of how we understand and perceive the advances in, in, in our culture, like social media, uh, we have a tendency to come across as, as judgmental and um, almost brutal sometimes with these kids. And so, yeah, so I guess that would be the phrase I would use is, is learn to be interested um, rather than interesting.
0: My name is Ryan Fultz. I'm the director
5: of high school ministries at Grace Fellowship Church, and so I read this uh, phrase in this book, uh, Youth Ministry 2027 20, says you cannot take your youth anywhere you
0: are not, and I was just reminded of the the calling for humility uh, and to to live out what Christ has called us to be and do in a world where uh, our our students are. Are seeing broken broken families and uh, hard relationships and things just shattered around them? I think the the call to live uh, a humble faith uh, will speak more to your students than anything else. And so, uh, I thought about that phrase and just
9: thought it'd be something that, that we should all consider. You cannot take your youth anywhere that you are not. <laughs> one
10: two, one two. <laughs> it's
0: working. Okay. No, it's not. You want me to ask a question? You want to just? No, you me to okay, okay,
10: okay. So. My name is Jared uh, I Serve at Highland Community Church in Wausau, Wisconsin. Um, one of the things that I've noticed throughout the the last couple um, years in student ministry is that a lot of the, a lot of our students, um, no matter what generation it is, no matter what culture background there is, um, I've noticed that there's been um, a lot of similarities, and I think that as youth workers, is if we can continue to focus on those those similarities the things that actually unite the different generations that actually helps us uh, moving forward. So some of those things would be just uh, students knowing um, how much you care, how much time um, you're willing to invest in them. A lot of times um, will result in more fruit. A lot of times we, we pour into um, programming, but not so much students. And so uh, we take time to build relationships with students, with parents, with families, we partner with them um, a lot of times we see more, more growth. Um, I think another thing to remember, and another thing to, that we want to make sure that we are um, focusing on in leadership with students is, um, is that they care about authenticity. And so a lot of times we want to try to find the right answers, we want to try to find the right way of saying things. And really, kids just want to know that you care, kids want to know, know that you are genuine in, in your, um, your love for them. And so I think those two things um, stand out most directly. Um, and the gospel is the gospel, right? And it, it, it totally um, transcends time and culture and, and generations. And so keeping the gospel the main thing, um, and mix that with authenticity and loving your students, um, those things transcend time. And so I think those are, the, those are a few things that I would say to focus on.
8: Jay Quick from Johnston E. Free Church in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And I think one of the things that students are facing with this cultural change um, is they just are longing for grace. And grace is winning over students' lives. And uh, us as leaders just need to learn how to give grace upon grace
11: unconditionally uh, in all situations. Hi, I'm, I'm Luke Angus. I'm serving with Trinity Church in Redlands, California. And when it comes to the generational shifts that are happening right now, if there was one thing that I would want articulated, really embedded in the leaders I'm serving with, it's simply to ask questions first. You know, We don't fully understand and know what's happening with this generation. There are sociologists on the front line who are learning and, and gathering, but we don't have the pieces figured out yet. And as we engage things and seeing cultural things happen, things that are uh, uncomfortable for us as youth workers that we don't necessarily know what to do with, if, if we immediately go in guns blazing and, and attacking what we're seeing within their world, we are going to isolate them and isolate ourselves and ruin the relationship that we can potentially build. We need to be bridge builders who ask questions, who investigate, who make the students feel valued, that we care enough to just learn about their lives. And if we can learn about who they are and what they value and, and what they're doing, then in there we can find gold, things that are awesome in this generation that God can use, things that are a disaster in this generation that we need to engage with and and help shift. But until we learn and understand who and why and what and ask all of those questions and, and invest in their lives in a way that they truly feel loved, then those reactions could do far more harm than good.
9: My name is Shane Stacy. I'm the National Director of REACH Students for the Evangelical Free Church. I often get asked about uh, Generation Z and this new generation. A couple things that we should know about them is, first of all, who, what do we mean by Gen Z? So Gen Z is those who are born after the year 2000. They've only known the world post 9-11 they make up 25.9% of today's U.S. population. And that's the largest generation in history. So uh, I think there's five markers that uh, I think of when I think of Gen Z. One of them is that they're recession marked. They saw their parents struggle through the recession, tighten their belts. Some of them, their parents lose their jobs. Uh, Some of them wrestle financially through that. And so I think part of what that means is that we've got a generation who wants to make a significant difference and not only do they want to make a difference, but they actually believe that they can, and they're going to—they're going to be the ones who are going to have to do it. Two, I think they're uh, Wi-Fi enabled. Uh, we know that, and so they are shaped by technology. They're always connected, but they often feel alone. Third, they're multiracial. This is the first generation that will actually see that the majority group will become the minority group in their generation. Uh, significant for us as we think about youth ministry and the church. And number four is that they're sexually fluid, and they—they. Uh, they support uh, things like gay marriage and gender equality and they really see that acceptance is affirmation and so how we approach sexuality uh, from a biblical perspective is going to be we have got to know where they're at in the midst of that and then fifth that they're post-christian the current stats are that 36 percent of generation z is uh, identifies as either agnostic or atheist and so it means that we need to back up When it comes to presenting the gospel uh, to them, we can't just start with Jesus. Uh, We can't assume that they know anything about Jesus, that we've got to start in a different place when it comes to evangelism.
1: All right. It was awesome to hear from all these youth pastors from all over the country, uh, their thoughts on Youth Ministry 2027 and, uh, you know, some of the ideas about where we're headed, what we need to do to meet this generation right where they're at.
0: Yeah. And I think for us, we want to leave you with this challenge as it relates to your role in in high school and middle school ministry here at Blackhawk or wherever you're serving. And that is that, and it's something that Brock Morgan said in his book. You know, we we maybe missed something along the lines when we when we decided youth ministry was youth ministry like that. That. That our students were actually the subject of our ministry, as opposed to active, uh, you know, actively involved in ministry. Actually, Brock Morgan says it shouldn't. It shouldn't be youth ministry. It should be youth in ministry, not youth ministry.
1: Yeah, man. Like we we've siloed off this this youth group, right? And some churches have even built separate buildings for students. And like, right. what does that communicate? It communicates this idea that like you are not a part of the church but our hope is that you in in your leaders and we as staff at Blackhawk like we can help you um, invite your students into doing ministry alongside you alongside each other because the truth is like they're not the next generation like they're the current generation of the church like they're not like I hate this idea that we have like oh man the future like kids are the future, like kids are the now of the like, church, dude like have you ever heard like a six year, like Leaf, your daughter, when yeah. she talks about Jesus, like she is preaching the gospel, yeah that's right that's right, and so like we need to empower, encourage and equip our students to participate in shaping the environments and the activities and the content that we uh, create and do with them at student ministry environments.
0: preach it brother dude it's good stuff
1: the future is bright and the future is now
0: yeah it is now and uh i think that that i think you've led us right into a good time to prepare for our benediction
1: dude next up the benediction it's time to wrap this baby up with the benediction. We hope you enjoy the content of this episode. A lot of content. You know, we didn't have any fun uh, pumpkin spice game or anything like that. Uh, We'll have some uh, exciting, funny content for you in the future. Uh, But we really wanted to lean into the content this week. And, you know, just the time that it takes to communicate all that, uh, we didn't want to make this episode too long for you. So we hope you're able to, you know, listen to all this and really soak in some of the information
0: and we hope that this is just a beginning too we hope that um, this sparks a further conversation uh, in your uh, groups of leaders at at your home groups uh, where you're serving with other youth workers we hope that you also pick up uh, one of these books iGen or Youth Ministry 2027 or something like it and just continue to learn yeah make yourself a student of this this generation of students that we're serving Uh, that's what it's going to take to love them well and to understand them well and to effectively do ministry. So we really hope that we sparked that, that desire in you to go and learn more.
1: Yep. Yeah, we can't wait to hear uh, how those conversations impact your home groups and your student ministries as you love and advocate for this new generation. Uh, we want to remind you again to sign up for YLC, the Youth Leader Conference. It's coming up on January 20th, uh, but get signed up. Pick your breakouts right away before some of those breakups, breakouts fill up.
0: Yep, www.blackhawkchurch.org slash YLC.
1: That's right. And as always, you can subs- subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever. Or you can hit up the website, uh, blackhawkchurch.org slash wildpodcast. Uh, you can listen to it right there in whatever web browser you're using. Download it uh, and find links to all the articles and YouTube videos that we have um, for these two books that we talked about right. today. And,
0: and have we told them to, to give us like lots of stars? Did you Um, do
1: that yet? Yeah, well, we did that on the last episode, but you know... (laughs) We're always uh, we're always looking for those five star shameless, reviews. A
0: shameless ask. I'm I'm known for asking for. You know, yeah, like. if you could
1: figure out a way to give us six, <laughs> Leaf would really appreciate. Six would be that. good,
0: but we'll settle we'll settle for five.
1: Yep, leave reviews. Whatever we we'll maybe read them. On yeah, the next and more than that, episode.
0: just and honestly, we'd love any any of your feedback um, about what what you are looking for um, as leaders um, that can better and more effectively prepare you for ministry. That's what we want this podcast to be about. So give us that feedback. What are you looking for? What? How is this working? How is it not working? How can we do a better job?
1: Yep. And when we talk about equip, energize, and connect, we hope that that connect piece really flows out of that feedback and through you guys following us on Instagram and leaving comments and starting conversations. We really want to see this be a catalyst for meaningful connection and conversation about how to become better youth leaders. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Anyway, I'm Jimmy. And I'm Leave.